My loyal supporters, do I have something special just for you. Subscribe for five buckaroos and gain access to exclusive content, discounts on merch and products, live videos, and so much more. Y'all know I'm generous and I'm doing this just for you. Why? Because we've just leveled up and we've grown. And those of you who've been rocking and supporting me, I want to make sure that you know that I love you and I'm so grateful for you. Be sure to hit the link in the caption or bio or check me out at lasuperagent.com and hit subscribe as a loyal supporter. It's about that time again for Ready, Set, Real Estate. We are now on demand on radio podcasts everywhere, including your favorites, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor Breaker, CastBox, on and on and on. If you're catching us live on Facebook Live, go ahead and say hi, hello, drop a comment below, shout out. To our listening audience, thank you to my family and friends who are supporting my wild ideas. Without you, there is no me. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Lisa Puerto. I am your show host, creator, and founder of many cool things, including Ready, Set, Real Estate. This show is a proud supporter of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where we seek teach and empower youth ages 11 and up to learn real estate terms, concepts, and careers. I want to say welcome, 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 welcome. How are you feeling? Happy Wednesday. My chair is either low or something's low. Let me see. My camera's low. Uh, let's see. If I do it this way, you know how I am about the captions. Make sure we have our captions going. We are on we are on season four, episode 10. I am now starting to wrap up my my shows at about 12 seasons, 12 to 15 seasons. I haven't quite decided yet. I I know when we first started, I was like 50, 60 seasons, 60 episodes strong, straight. And do know that Ready, Set, Real Estate is now available on demand on all your favorite radio podcast platforms, including uh, YouTube, Facebook, 
and radio podcasts everywhere. I was having this brain freeze. You know why? Because LinkedIn is starting to do lives. And so they're beta testing and I just cannot wait uh, because now that means the LinkedIn fam, the LinkedIn tribe can now tune in right from LinkedIn, which is, I think is going to be tremendous. I think that's going to be tremendous. All right. So this is going to be a very, all my topics are inspired by what is happening across the nation. By the way, let me see if you can peek this. I'm going to adjust my camera just because I want you to see. There it is. I just want you, I want you to see the ready, set, real estate jersey check out the back check out the back check out the back can you see can you see <laughs> it's official it's official yeah so custom jerseys are available i created this little bad girl here this little bad girl here last summer i played baseball for eight years as a youth uh, in my adolescent years uh, before my family moved across, you know, kind of like the Jefferson moving on up uh, and my family, we purchased our first home and we moved uh, into another area where there was no longer a baseball field or baseball diamond that was close to me. Uh, the activity of choice was now basketball because I literally lived across the street from the park. And so I picked that up and of course played basketball uh, throughout my uh, high school years. And that was fun. So shout out to uh, Lady Cougars, Crenshaw High, Gifted Magnet, Gifted Magnet, Gifted Magnet, not, you know, not their teacher training stuff and all these other fancy programs they have now. But yes, I am a Crenshaw alum, actually graduated as their class salutatorian with a GPA of 4.28. I've actually have always performed in the top 5% academically in my academic career. And, you know, that just means that I know how to memorize things very well. <laughs> no, 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 it's, uh, it's a tribute to, I love learning. I enjoy learning and the radio podcast for me has been an outlet for me to share my knowledge, my expertise, what I learn in the industry, and to create a space and a place to be a voice for the diversity, the multiculturalism, right? And uh, it, the diversity of people of color in the real estate industry. And I am so honored for those of you who have been connecting with me since inception. And as long as I have breath, as long as I have a webcam, as long as I have a cell phone, we will be streaming as long as, as long as. And I have ideas and plans to do so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm really patient about that. I'm patient about my own growth. And so, yes, I want to say shout out to the turtle that I saved. So, I'm, not, I'm super Asian. I just don't save homeowners. I save turtles too. And that was that was just a, a, a really neat blessing and opportunity. It's funny how things happen in our lives that are mirror moments and we can learn from anything and everything. I trust that you are using that as opportunities in your world um, to, to learn. All right. Okay. So season four, 
I want to touch on episode 10 as white flights and the ban on single family zoning. I want to make sure I cover logistics. So I am, you know, this, this is a late segment, but again, we're doing on demand. My schedule's changed a bit. I no longer take Wednesdays as an off day. So I am working throughout the days on Wednesday and I'm using it as a recording day. I just love a recording on Wednesdays. It just feels good to say that the show happens on Wednesday. So I'm not changing that. I can change the time, but for the most part, I know you guys catch me on the replay. So if you are tuning in after the live, go ahead and hashtag replay. That way I know you're on. And again, thank you for supporting. Now, for those of you who really want to take support to another level, I invite you to become a true loyal supporter for just five bucks a month or $60 a year. Uh, thank you for those of you who are actually subscribing and supporting. It gives you exclusive member access to uh, the webinars that happens monthly. It gives you access to exclusive video content and things that I'm not sharing on the radio podcast. I do special videos and content for our loyal supporters and you get discounts on merch, books, and so much more. And yeah, so we've been spending lots of time together and this is a way just to continue to support what uh, what creativity I have put forth. So again, thank you for supporting me and really appreciate uh, for those of you who are tagging, sharing and reposting and letting people know. Um, with that being said, I, today's topic actually has been inspired uh, because of this really, this comeback of, of two things that are happening. So uh, rent control is, making a comeback, if you will. Rent control is making a comeback. And with that being said, you have from West Coast to East Coast, uh, seeing in terms of policy, seeing how people can not face evictions because of the skyrocketing housing prices. And what that is doing is a couple things, right? It, it really brings awareness to this homeowner, this housing affordability, which is nil, it's, it's slim to nail, this housing affordability. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I had a client just call me today and she mentioned getting pre-approved for 450,000. And she says, you know, I know that doesn't get me much in LA, so I'm considering a condo. And, you know, that's so relative and it's almost sad. It almost breaks my heart, truly, you know, for people who are working class people who work hard, who are saving for down payment and their closing costs, who are diligently doing the best that they can, the absolute best that they can. And I know you guys do. And to see, you know, how far your dollar gets you here in, in places like uh, Los Angeles County. And I have to be specific to that because LA County and the surrounding areas are relatively expensive. You go further out, then you start to see things a little bit more um, affordable, if you will. However, the jobs are close, right? The activities are close, the, the lifestyle, and that's what you're paying for from here to the West Coast is lifestyle. And, you know, I, I wanted to kind of first 
talk definitions that way you know no one feels like full disclaimer you know uh you know i'm a professional at all times and by no means this is an attack on any one group this is really a, a point of discussion of something that is happening in certain parts of the united states and we call that white flight that actually was happening around the 1950s and the 1960s so i would like to give you the verbatim definition uh, of what was occurring back then. And I wanna tie it in to what we see happening in today. This is 2019 and do the math. So white flight is known as the phenomenon of white people moving out of urban areas, particularly those with significant minority populations and into suburban areas. So moving out of the urban areas where there have been significant amount of minority people, and typically that tends to be people of color in some of these areas. Now, why am I discussing white flight in light of rent control and homelessness uh, uh, crises, right? Well, that's because across the United States right now, there has been policies put in place uh, to encourage development in areas to create more housing units. Now I can just speak with speak to California. We need about 180,000 housing units. We have only within the last year had permits for 93,000. Not we're, we're not even hit the mark. We're halfway and super short. And what does that do? So now you have states like Oregon that now is passing um, a ban on single family zoning. And what does that do? And I'm talking about this because then we start to see when other cities and states start to change things, it becomes a basis and a model for other city and states to follow. And, and I say that because with rent control, Inglewood now has rent control, has not ever had rent control. Culver City is now seeking to have rent control, not ever have rent control. New York has revamped, now, now moving towards rent control in the last 20 years. They had not had that. And so what we see right now is an outcry from the masses stating that we have a real problem. We have a real issue with housing. And so I want you to type in this acronym or as you're taking notes and you're listening, I want you to remember this term NIMBY. I'll go ahead and drop it in my comments here, NIMBY. I actually have attended a couple conferences uh, on this. And uh, if you're catching this on the live, it would be great to know if you know what NIMBY stands for. NIMBY, it's actually not a good thing. It stands for NIMBY, not in my backyard, not in my backyard. And this has been a topic amongst certain, certain groups, but really doesn't, it doesn't get anywhere. Why? Because people show up at the council meetings and they fight the policies put in place to encourage development of housing units in urban areas 
And people who have lived in, in neighborhoods, and in this case, we'll discuss urban neighborhoods because I'm talking about this white flight phenomenon. People who have lived in areas where, you know, single family residents, and now we see that they, you can now put an ADU, which is an accessory dwelling unit. Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say these terms and these acronyms because these are not gonna go away. What we are seeing in real estate right now is completely revolutionizing what we even conceive of as property. And I mean, you see my face, I'm making up my face right now because I said this three years ago. And I said this three years ago in my intimate circles and I can, I can speak personally and professionally to this topic right now because I'm a person that actually goes out in the field. I door knock, I farm, I'm 10 toes to the concrete so I can literally see what's happening in a neighborhood I just picked a new area to start farming. And what I realized with this pocket, it's a cat friendly neighborhood. The area that I used to farm had so many dogs. And for me, I was actually encouraged to continue to do what I do is because I can then observe these changes that are happening and tie them into policy as it relates to things like homelessness crisis, housing affordability, NIMBY, right? So NIMBY, not in my backyard. And so if you ask a group of people, there was a statistic that has uh, currently, uh, that was currently done, not a statistic, a survey done by Redfin recently. And they, they polled homeowners in urban areas and they asked them and they broke it down based on groups uh, with which the people identified with. And so they found that people uh, who considered our, our minority, and I'm not going to you know how I feel about that term and that word. But for example and discussion purposes, I'm going to refer to the black and brown community uh, as it relates to this survey that when they surveyed them as to whether they agreed to have housing units developed in their neighborhoods, right? Uh, 39% agreed they needed it and 39% agreed that they would agree to having those units built in their neighborhood. Now, what was interesting is that the uh, white homeowners were surveyed and, and I, I'll drop the link in, I was reading it. And, and this is why, again, I was inspired to have this as a point of discussion because, you know, this is, this is the, the result of, uh, high rents. This is a result of rent control. This is a result of not having enough housing units. This is a result of an aging demographic. And, you know, I, I love my elders, but people are not transitioning or dying as young as they used to, where those properties would turn over ownership and typically would be made available to the younger generation. It fascinates me. And I'll finish this thought uh, on the survey. I just want to also finish this thought that it fascinates me that people blame the millennial group for not purchasing homes, but the millennial group is not the problem. It's the senior community. If you really want to get technical and a matter of fact, it's the seniors who still own property is the great problem 
to our current housing scenario because there aren't enough properties being turned over generationally by the seniors and the elders to the younger generation who are working class, who are now ready to grow their families. Uh, this millennial generation is just now starting to settle down. They're just now starting to have children. As a matter of fact, um, five top influencers I'm following on Instagram literally are all pregnant at the same time. These are all millennials. They're at the top of their game. They all are pregnant at the same time and literally are having their baby back to back. So that goes to show you in terms of what is happening from, from a demographic standpoint and how that's impacting real estate overall. So I wanted to make that point because again, if, you, if you're ever around me, and you have this conversation about millennials not purchasing or investing in, in, in properties, I'm going to shut you down real quick. I'm just, I'm serious because there has been so much about this group that is, oh, they're not investing. They're not buying. Wait a minute. The reality of it is there aren't enough housing units because the seniors and elders still live in their properties. Facts. OK, and you can fact check it. This has been said by the economists uh, for the state of California and other top economists and other people who study demographic trends, who study money, who study marketing. This is not I, this is not new. This is just the part of life that people are living longer. So if you have any conspiracy theories of what's happening nationally with people, you know, some agencies trying to wipe out groups of people, you might want to, you know, you might want to consider looking into it closely. And I say that, you know, sadly and facetiously, uh, you know, as a bad joke. But, hey, we have people living longer. You have uh, the largest demographic, which my generation is currently 107 million. The uh, baby boomer is 77 million. So you have a largest demographic that's growing we're up and coming and so what does that do with communities where you see people uh in urban areas typically either where you see they've been predominantly white owned areas and now you see a passing of policy to now develop multi-family housing units or now requiring, or not say requiring, but allowing the zoning to change from single family residence to a duplex, meaning you now can build on a duplex. See, Oregon and Washington are just following suit to what California has already enacted within the Los Angeles city and cities like Long Beach and Inglewood and all the neighboring cities are following suit because one, they feel it answers the housing crisis. And two, there's money to be made from that because the taxation uh, changes. You have permits uh, go up with people legally converting their garages to uh, uh, housing units. So with that being said, you have this white flight phenomenon happening where according to the survey, 44% of white homeowners agreed that something should be done about the homelessness crisis, right? And they, they agreed that there should be more housing units. But when asked 
Ah, when asked, do they agree to have those housing units built in their neighborhood? A stark contrast to the black and brown community, I believe 49% said no. NIMBY, not in my backyard. Those people can go over there. Those people. Yes, there is a housing crisis. Geez, we should do something about it. They need some place to stay, but not in my backyard. And so what, what we are starting to see in certain states is this white flight phenomenon that happened back in the 50s and 60s, where if you have policy and moving forward to say you, we are going to in fact build multifamily in urban areas to create more housing, more affordability for people. And when we talk about housing, I'm, I'm gonna specifically talk about affordability, you know, housing affordability, affordable housing. And that's usually the LMI. And uh, I'm giving you some terms here today. So I gave you NIMBY, ADU, which is accessory dwelling unit, a lot more popular. Uh, what did I just say? LMI. For those of you who are looking to purchase for first time, this uh, do work with various banks. Not all lenders, not all banks participate in LMI programs, and that's called low to moderate income programs. And so if you get turned down by a bank and you're looking for a low down or some type of zero down or some type of assistance, um, stop going to these banks that don't do the program. Okay. Just, just ask them, do you have, do you specialize in low to moderate income borrowers? You, you, and for those of you who are listening are getting so much game right now because you need to understand that that's the language you should be using. So it's called low to moderate income. Not all, not all banks, not all lenders uh, offer these programs. So you've got to know who does that type of program, low to moderate income. So as I was stating, so as we start seeing more of this, and this is why I've been following the news closely and you know, I, I've, I've watched what the rents are for the new developments and the new housing, and it's absolutely high. And, you know, it goes twofold, right? You know, so there was a quote or a meme that said, it's not expensive, it just means you can't afford it. Ooh, that's things, right? And, and so it goes back to policies that, created segregation and phen phenomenal book, by the way, if you haven't read it uh, by Richard Rothstein called The Unforgotten History of How Our Government Segregated America. And when, and this is why I do things like Ready, Set, Real Estate and Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, because it is uh, me being a voice and a solution to what I've seen being put, have, that has been put into play way before me, uh, way before the beginning of time almost, and it had been done on purpose. Segregation, this huge wealth gap that I see people are still trying to, trying to fight to close that disparity gap. And I think it's not just about education. You know, people say, well, you gotta educate people more, educate people more. 
that's BS because when we looked at the 2008 housing, housing crisis and the financial crises, you're talking about educated people with great credits that still were steered in subpar garbage loans that subjected them to losing their homes. And so it's not about education. Unfortunately, we uh, really, unfortunately, and I want to say, fortunately, we are in a in, we are in a state and we are in a country with overt racism. You can go to other places where it's covert, but here, you know, it's it's well and alive. It's well and alive. And so, when you know that a snake is a snake, then you know how to operate. This is this is what I like to. This is what I I consider empowerment is when you can identify who people are, what things are, and you know how to move, you know how to operate. And so that's what today's message is about, is really make connecting the dots with a couple things that you see happening. For those of you who are loyal members, I will be sharing um, my projections and forecasts of the real estate market. I definitely had an opportunity to attend a great summit that we had put together with one of the chapters uh, I was participating in and to hear it from the top 1% uh, agents nationwide uh, in agreement, say the things that I've been saying, uh, I'm really excited about that conversation that we'll have just for members only. So again, for five bucks a month or $60 a year, you get access to exclusive content. And that's all I have to say about that. Now, today was a mouthful and now I feel wonderful. It was almost cathartic to me to get, off, get it off my chest because I read news, I don't watch news. Uh, and just some tips about news, pay attention to who the source is always. Uh, when you, uh, anybody can come up with a survey, anyone can come up with statistics. As a matter of fact, I can, I do it all the time and I can make up my own data and call it uh, facts as long as one other person agrees, it becomes facts. So be very careful and mindful about uh, surveys, statistics and reports and so forth. It's funny because Gary V mentioned that he said anybody can come up with a report. So be careful about that. But I, I'm using it today as an example, as a point of conversation in terms of how people are thinking and the consumer behavior the behavior of homeowners from here to the East Coast and beyond. And I think this gives you enough information to be strategic about the next 10 years. Because right now, the United States has been on an expansion and it's been on its longest expansion since 2007. This is the longest expansion in the history of the United States. And what that means is our market goes in cycles, booms and busts, booms and busts. And we know real estate follows those cycles. No one has a crystal ball. I'm not here to say that I have a crystal ball, but we do know that the injection of cutting the rates done by the Federal Reserve is to infuse activity into the real estate market. And I'll cover more about what infusing activity does to the real estate market in the same context of I, as I discuss projections and other things that has happened. And recently something happened on Monday 
that had not happened since 2007 that has given a heads up to a recession, an impending recession. Uh, and I'll give more about the timeline and time frame and what that evidence was if you were paying attention to the economy and the market. But this happened on Monday and it was the first time since 2007 that actually gave a very clear hint of an impending recession. All right, that's my time. You guys are always phenomenal and great listeners. I really appreciate that. If you're tuning on live, say hi, say hello, drop a comment below. I can take any questions or comments that you have. I welcome that at this time. Make sure you share the video. I shared tons of information today. And I want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for rocking with me. You guys are the true MVP. Make sure you are subscribing on our radio podcast everywhere. Go ahead and keyword LA Super Agent or Ready, Set, Real Estate. All right, y'all. We're out. See you next Wednesday for another powerful information-packed episode. Hey.